Welcome to the Restoration Church podcast, Behind the Sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors to hear about what they are learning, what they are teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to this week's Behind the Sermon podcast. I'm Pastor Nate, and I'm here hanging out with Pastor Jeremy and Pastor Rob as we're going to talk through our Sunday morning sermon, Pitfalls in Christianity. Cue the theme music. <laughs> oh, the theme already played, but... Well, that was bad editing then. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, this week was Location Pastors Live, so if you were in Dover or joined online, Pastor Jeremy preached. I was in Milton Location listening to Pastor Andrew and also dedicating uh, some babies there, and then Pastor Stephen was... Uh, preaching in Plymouth, and you guys all preached the same thing. Yeah, uh, pitfalls in Christianity. So, uh, Stevens is the only message I haven't heard, but I have a good guess of what his four points were. <laughs> Since you wrote them, <laughs> yeah. And uh, but there was differences between yours and Andrews. Yeah, for sure. Um, quite a bit, even in even in tone. Um. So anyway, let's talk through let's talk through the message. Yeah. One one thing I did love about trying to write it um is I I do like getting the outlines. Like when you write through for us cuz for me it gives me a lot of confidence in the sermon because I know like someone who's preached much longer than I have came up with these. And then to see like even in the more I would study it, the more I would see how you studied it. And I just liked that. Like it pushes me to write better. Like I wouldn't have probably been able to come up with four points that stuck to the same chapter or letter and chapter. Or, right. <laughs> like that's stuck to the same. Yeah. Or letter. Yeah. So just start with it. But, um, but like to see that is really cool and gave me like another, easy way to introduce the whole sermon because I was able to still talk about like what a letter is and why it's important and, and all that stuff. Like, so I don't know, I like getting the outline and then I like it too. Cause people always come up and they're like, man, that was so good. How'd you come up with that? And I didn't really do a lot of the work. <laughs> like you, you did. So a lot just to confirm work. you, and I, I don't know if we've gone through this in other podcasts cause I listen every week, but I forget sometimes. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but, uh, so you just get the four points and then you have to build it in yourself. It was like different it. every time. Yeah, it always it's different, different every time. So this one was, hey, Romans 12, here's the point for each scripture. Yeah. Um, so, and then that was about all I gave. Yeah. And yeah. it was just because I had already, I had already written it and I would have preached it myself, except I had the dedication. Right. Um, the baby dedication in Milton. So, yeah, so this one had more in it for, for us than usual because I think you were preparing yourself. So one, obviously we took it out, but you had a story in there about your boys. Oh, um, right. You had written something, one boy convinced the other boy that was pajama day or something. Oh, yeah, that was a true, that was a true story. Yeah, so that was like in there for the conforming. So he almost went to school in his pajamas. On a day that was not pajama day. Anyway, it was great. Yeah. No, so like you had that, but that was helpful because it helped me see like where you were thinking the sermon would go. But yeah, it looks different every time. Sometimes if you're, if you're like, hey, preach on this, we just have a verbal conversation 
and then I'm right. I'm gonna write it down. Yeah, I won't give anything. So we have one of those coming up. I don't remember when, but we have one of those coming up. Yeah. So guys, this is just the main idea. And so it's a sentence that maybe I've got a paragraph and and it's only uh verbally we talk it through. So um if I were like, hey, I just I'm going to be out this week. I want you to preach on the resurrection of Jesus. And um, I really want you to highlight um, the fact that they didn't recognize him when they first saw him after. All right. Why do you want us to highlight that? Well, I think that, and I'm making this all up as I go. Maybe this will be my Easter message. I think that... (laughs) Deleting notes. (laughs) I think I want you to highlight that because we can tend to, or, and then, and then that's what I give them. Yeah. And then if I find anything later on that adds, then I'll add supplemental, like, oh, I heard this sermon or I just read this article. So you can use this to help study. Yeah. So that's cool. What, um... What did you, you mentioned something you felt like um, even the tone of the message was different. What did you feel? So if people weren't. So, so right off the bat on your sermon, you said, I don't know why Pastor Nate gives me all the sermons to beat up Christians. <laughs> well, Andrew never said that because he never, he yeah. never came from that vantage point at all or thought that way. Yeah. And then even like near the end of your message, you were like, hey, you've just been feeling like I've been beating you up this whole time. Let me. Yeah. And so Andrew never had to say that yeah. either because I don't think anybody felt like they were getting beat up. Yeah. And um, so I didn't give you a sermon to beat people up with. So I'll add that in there. Um, <laughs> no, because even that, when I referenced that, the the other one that did feel pointed towards Christian, Christians that was one you told me I could preach about whatever I wanted. Right. So it's to- totally self-inflicted. Gotcha. <laughs> but that, that's, I even shared that through, through the message when I got to the point of like, um, like lo- loving on Christians and, and all the stuff. Like I kept saying like, this is the part I need just so we're aware. Like, that's why I feel like I'm yelling, like, I, like I'm frustrated a lot with the culture. Cause I need, that's a problem with me that I, that I acknowledge that I need to work through, but either way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure he didn't feel like that. I felt like I had already used all my cards to, to, to say what I wanted, but then for me leading up to the sermon, all these things that kept happening were already happening before I looked down at your notes that I was like, Oh, this all makes a lot of sense. So for me, I, I felt like like God was writing the sermon for me through all these different things, and I wanted to teach about it because there were specific things that I wanted our at least our Dover location to learn. Something else that you said that maybe I miss maybe I misheard was um you were talking about is at the beginning of your message you were talking about. Um, if you're a new Christian here, pitfalls to avoid. If you've been a Christian for a long time, just listen. But it seemed like you almost suggested if you're a Christian for a long time, these are pitfalls that that you would already be past. Is no, that what you meant? That Talk you'd to already me be in. What I understood from it was that it was like, 
keep your ears open. There's still good stuff here. Like this isn't this isn't just for people that are new. It's from what I that's what I gathered. Yeah. It was like stay awake. Like yeah. this is important. I thought you almost addressed it like the way I address single people during a marriage series. Or mm. so hey, we're gonna talk about marriage, but if you're single, there's still some stuff you could learn. So gotcha. hey, we're talking about pitfalls, and if you've been Christian for a long time, there's still stuff you could learn. Like you probably don't have this all memorized. And but I think these are pitfalls. I mean, these I I feel like these are pitfalls for every Christian, and we can talk them through because maybe maybe they're maybe they aren't as common the longer you've been following. What I had what I had written in, so we're good. <laughs> Regardless of what I said, here's what I wrote. <laughs> um, I wrote, um, if you are, if you have been a Christian for a while, hopefully I can talk you through some pitfalls you are currently in and help you get out of them. So mine was, if you've been a Christian for a while, most likely you're falling into one of these. Gotcha. Because it's our, it's our flesh that naturally wants to go in one of these directions is what I felt like. So mine was, so I was trying to, to make the point of like, you should listen and you should feel conviction about one of these because we're not perfect. So right. should have said it because I did, wrote it, it down. Is that not what you said? I don't know. If you did say that, then I mean, I was driving and listening to it. So <laughs> that's, that's what I wanted to get across. If you're new, hopefully you'll never hit these at all. If you've been a Christian, hopefully I can pull you out of them. Right. If you've ne- never been a Christian and you know Christians, hopefully I can show you where they're not being Christ-like so you can learn who Christ really is. That was supposed to be my three gotcha. kind of setups of why it's important to you because I, I like that. But. So one thing that I like about all all of these different points is that or not that I like about it, something that it that I find kind of brings them all together is that they all kind of start happening regardless of what eight part of life you're in or where you are as a Christian. They start happening when you start losing focus uh, from like what you're supposed to be looking at. So mm-hmm. if I'm supposed to be focusing on on Jesus and what He did for me and what He can do for other people, um, you kind of run through them for like conforming and stuff. You're, con- you're you all of a sudden start losing focus on Jesus for a minute, and you start thinking, "What's going on with the people around me? What can I do to be more like them? Why not, why aren't I fitting in? Right. Like that kind of thing." So it's it, each one of these being conceited. You're looking at yourself, um, and and just going right down the list. It's just kind of it's it's all losing focus. And I don't know if that applies to every pitfall that we've talked about throughout the entire series, but I think that it definitely applies to these ones here. Well, I think if we keep our eyes off Jesus, that's going to get us into pitfall. It's like the people who text and then fall down holes in the ground. I don't know if you've ever seen those. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I saw one just recently. Like it was a fresh one that was on the news. I'm like, that was a bad fall. We'll be Googling. Just, just texting and walking falls down. A- yeah, you just, you're just walking and texting and you don't even know because like, there's a manhole cover open and they walk right through it, <laughs> straight down into the the abyss. That's yeah, crazy. Uh, it happens yeah. a lot because you, there's YouTube compilations about it. But <laughs> so that's it. Like if you if we get our eyes on Jesus, then we then we recognize. Even if we begin to start in a pitfall, well, the Holy Spirit is quick to convict, mm. and so then we'll quickly jump back out of that pitfall. Like, oh, I was just stepping on an alligator's tongue. I'll take my foot out. Thankfully, it hadn't snapped to me yet. Um, so I think that's. 
part of what's going on with that. Yeah. That's cool. So um, one thing I was interested because because I I won't really get a chance to listen to Pastor Stevens or Pastor Andrews because um, we don't we don't have a kind of a catalog for them yet. Um, I was interested to work through. So the one thing that I felt, and probably this is because I f- I did feel like I spend a good amount of my time like correcting, and so. I didn't like that that's where it felt like my message was going to where when I got to point four, I'm like, I have been, I have been correcting for the past 20 minutes. And then, so that's when I wanted to talk through the ending. So I'd really interested to know like how pastor Andrew spun that. Did he go through solutions per pitfall or did he list them through and then work through working through it or, or was it just like a warning? Hey, watch out for these things. Like, cause, cause in an, cause that's a good way to do it. Like, Hey, if you know about your blind spots, you can hopefully find them and get out of them. But I was nervous with a message like this, that it was going to come across as like, here's a bunch of issues. You now have a hallway full of holes to get through and I'm going to leave the room and just see right. go through it. So I didn't want to do that. I tried to work through like, all right, let's, let's do a focal point for us. I don't remember. So I don't have my I don't have my sermon notes right. written out the ones I took during the service. I don't have those with me. Um but I think maybe that's been a challenge the whole series. Mm. And so I don't know cuz so it it, it I, and maybe he'd be maybe he would say no that's exactly what I did. I did the same exact thing, but just because he didn't address it, I didn't. I wasn't aware of it. Right, right, right. Right. Um, but I think walking through it's to me, I'm casting vision. Right. You've met Jesus. You love Jesus. You're gonna follow Jesus. Mm. Let's go for it. He's gonna use you to change the world, and that's your heart. Your heart is to follow Him. You want to stay close to Him. So let's just. Paul wrote in here some warnings. So yeah. we're just going to pay attention to these. We're not we're not living for the alligator, you know, that's in the pitfalls thing. Right. We're thinking about that gold on the other side of that river. So when the guy's on the vine swinging over the alligators, he's not looking at the alligator saying, oh no, there's another one. And right. one, two, three alligators. Ah, <laughs> I don't know if I'll make it through. Like if you begin to operate from that fear, you'll never make it because you'll right. never let go of the rope. You'll be paralyzed. Yeah, absolutely. When he's like, there's the goal. And so he's just jumping on the vine, swinging across, yep. jumping, grabbing it, and then almost looking behind and saying, oh wow, there's a bunch of alligators in that pond. I was aware, but unaware. Yeah. It's just, so you're not focused on the alligators. You're focused on the destination. And yeah. so I think that's, that's one thing for all of us to, to stay focused on. And it's the, you know, 1980s Christianity. It was focused on outward behavior and we, which, which transforms into legalism. And it wasn't just 1980s. I mean, it was, I mean, it still goes on. Right. But we're trying to, no, we're not living outwardly. We're, we're not focused outwardly. We're focused inwardly. Mm. So inside your heart, how close are you to Jesus? Yeah. 
and um, that pushes us toward. Um, that's a pretty interesting birthday notification you've got there. I won't say any names, but <laughs> Pastor Rob has a, a birthday notification of someone who's a pretty wild and interesting person who used to attend our church a long I, time ago. But I, I'm glad you're going to remember their birthday. I can't get these birthday notifications to go away. <laughs> There's so many of them every day. <laughs> it's just my, my like Google calendar. So anyway, if it's your birthday today, happy birthday. Happy birthday. I just called you wild. <laughs> if you currently oh, attend the church, I wasn't talking about you. This is a former attender. I bet you if I gave my wife three guesses, she would guess who it was. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't actually see the laptop, so I'm enjoying okay. it as the podcaster will enjoy it as well. Yeah. <laughs> so... um Let's talk through one of the pitfalls, all right? Why is conforming a pitfall? So Paul said, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. So we're, we're tempted to conform, blend in, yeah. look like everybody else. But a Christian is never going to blend in. Right. You just, in fact, we blend out. <laughs> Made to be different. We stand out. Yeah. You know, and that's what draws people to Jesus. Mm. Um, I guess I, uh, I mean, I've always looked at it as, as just like being, being a light, you know, if, if light were to conform to darkness, it would just be, obviously it would turn off. But like, if you step in, even in the morning, you wake up, you flick the light on your eyes, you automatically just like, ah, oh, my eyes, what's wrong? <laughs> like It's so yeah. bright. Uh, but like, but just that, that contrast of light in darkness, like it just, that is what Christians are and you can't turn that off. And if you are turning that off. That's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> you did just make me think of another kind of excuse for conforming that whole idea of like, well, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to culture shock these people with how radical my life is. So maybe I should just look a little similar, right? When you're in a, when you're in a movie theater and you walk outside, how long does it take <laughs> you to find your right. car? So Cause you're, cause it, you're it's awesome interesting. You go outside and like, oh, it's still day. <laughs> daytime out <laughs> yeah so but that idea of like being so afraid of you contrasting so much how are you how would you even share the gospel with them because they literally which you see sometimes i feel like 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 you don't like you know you talk through pitfalls of like dating like you don't live with your girlfriend and that you can't even talk about Jesus yet because they're still trying to figure out this one. My eyes. So, so let's talk <laughs> about eyes. something I thought of, all right, is the difference between being a flashlight in sh- someone's eyes <laughs> and a sunny day. Oh, yeah. So they're both light, but they both have a different. So oh, the flashlight really in the eyes says, what? You live with your girlfriend and you're yeah. shining your light in their eyes. Whereas the sunny day says, you don't live with your girlfriend tell me about that how do you how did you and then like yeah. man i wish i could have that too and then that's an introduction to the gospel yeah. so the sunny day invites people to come outside to play the flashlight in the eyes invites you to get attacked right it <laughs> invites people to hate yeah. you i hate being around that person they that's hurt my really eyes good. they hurt me just to make the analogy go forward a little bit more 
every time I've ever been shown like one of those big police flashlights, they would use like they're super heavy on the on the end. Like they come with an like with a message. Like you, if you have that shine in your eyes, you're either gonna get hit or somebody's gonna like yeah, yeah, yeah. shoot you or something to that effect. There's an attack going on. You were on security for North Point Bible College, weren't you? Um, I've seen, I've seen security people. I was on you, IT. You were on that team, weren't you? I was not on security. Oh, you weren't? Oh, right. He did IT. That was just interesting. Oh, you did IT. I was very I did a whole bunch to of just be like, yeah, totally. In Bible <laughs> college, we had a security team and the weapons they carried were mag lights. Yes. I'm like, I don't really feel very secure. Blind. Thwack. The only That's thing the, the security team did was to make sure... You got fined. That was there. True. (laughs) So true. No, that's a really good. Yeah. That's a really good work through to one to help people not conform. They feel like them being a light is that like being the daylight, but then to help people think through like, all right, it's not conforming to stop being a flashlight in the face and just be a sunny day. You know what I mean? Like, you're not conforming by not yelling your beliefs when someone does something differently than you. That's now brain, not conforming. Now brainstorm the idea of just being a black light. So what if you switch <laughs> out the light bulb? <laughs> that would be demonic. Okay. Black lights are demonic. I'm just kidding. The, um, the, so I, I'm just an illustration guy and a metaphor guy in every conversation. Yeah. So my wife hates it. And I will um, always take them too far. Almost think about time. it this way, all right? So the sunny day invites the person in darkness to open their blinds and to open their curtains yeah. to let the light in. The sunny day that's conforming is saying, oh, that person lights the darkness. I'm going to put shades on the outside of their house so they don't see my light. And imagine the sun doing that so we never even know there's a sunny day because there's been windows put on the outside of our house. Again, that's the danger of conforming. Like, Mm. yeah, the person's in darkness, but what happens in their life when you open the blinds or when they open the blinds, the sunlight brings new hope. It invites them to come outside and invites them to change their life and not to be a hermit anymore. Right. And that's that's the light that we have within us, the warmth of Christ, the love of Christ. I love that. Mm-hmm. Wish I had that for Sunday. Man, man, man. I wish I, yeah. For I wish I didn't say it on this podcast. I'd preach it this week. <laughs> Would have saved it. <laughs> nah, I still will. <laughs> <laughs> Wrote my sermon. Done. Day off on Thursday. Yeah. Um, but you, yeah, you put in in your in your thing, uh, like actually in your sermon, you hit hit on the idea that we don't we don't change the message. It, right, yeah. like that's where you had that part. That's that was for this. Yeah. It was we don't change the message, um, but the method. Right, is what. Yeah, I didn't put that in my notes. It just kept coming out, uh, which I I just felt like it was something important to bring up. Like, because again, you think through like people can view conforming as singing modern worship, right? And so, yeah. no, no, that would be the method. And so I don't know why I just felt like for, cause I didn't as much for first service. I felt like for the first service crew, I wanted to keep reiterating like, Hey, something you should think about that's important is the, that the message never changed, but our method will, will always, I don't know. Maybe that was just me. Maybe that was Holy spirit. Well, yeah. Something, it, but I, I think we've had a hit on this before, but even the message, like, because my style of preaching is different. I tell stories, I give examples, right. I talk about flashlight in people's eyes. 
they think, oh, he's watering down the message. Well, what of that watered down anything? It was right. all about Jesus, his good news. There's only one way to be saved. It's through his name. And we have a choice whether to make people run from that or run toward that. And so nothing about that is watered down. The, the person with the flashlight in their eyes is not more spiritual than the person who's living as sunshine. <laughs> right. Right. So anyway, let's continue. I've already been down that rabbit trail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to start talking about light again. It's <laughs> like back, up, back up, back up. Get up. <laughs> All right, let's talk about conceit. Yeah. Pitfall number two. Um, he says... Don't think you are better than you really are. So you've mentioned this in a couple of sermons, Jeremy, now of the Christian who thinks that they're better than everyone else. Yeah. Um, How often are you coming across? So the thing that I see the most is, and it's confusing to me, the part it's confusing to me how you are Christian, you have friends that are Christians, but you also have a ton of friends that aren't. How do you help the gospel by posting things negatively about your own faith, about people within your own faith? I see that a lot, a lot of friends, right? I send. I send friend requests to everyone that attends that I meet. I look for them and I add them on Facebook. So I've met a lot of people and friended a lot of people on Facebook. And it's a common thread of people that, that I've known for years that, that they fall down this hole of like, and I, and I've never understood why they've wanted to do that. And then even, even to the point of not, not against other believers, but posting, how can you be a Christian and rip apart someone else for their political beliefs publicly. Right. You know, you know, there are people who are pastors that do that. And to me, it's like, well, okay, so you just wrecked your evangelism to that entire political party. Because the second you meet someone, you friend them on Facebook and they scroll through, they don't want to hear from you anymore. And to me, it's just like, why would you publicly rip apart of how much better you are than other people? when that's just going to hinder you being able to talk through it. Again, to me, that feels a lot like the, the flashlight analogy. Like I'm going to shout from the rooftops of how much better I am than you. And um, hopefully then you'll, you'll look up to me. So then you'll follow Jesus like I do. And I just think that's so wrong. Uh, and I can't find any valid excuse, valid argument. Well, one thing you'll get for that is Paul was ripping people in his letters. Right. All right. So, so he did do that, but we don't know what the additional conversations were. Well, and, but we also do know that he was a part of that church. Right. Right. So it's not, I'm not going to put. Well, he never went to the, did he ever travel to the Roman church before he wrote them a letter? He didn't found uh, he the Roman to. church. He wanted to. Yeah. But he's, but it's, but it's the conversational, right? Uh, we've had plenty of people bash this visit restoration bash the the method not the message bash that not even visit it we've had people get <laughs> right. saved at our church attend five six years and then all of a sudden they're they're introduced to a they start going to a bible study that's not a circle right and all of a sudden now that bible leader from another church 
is telling them how bad Restoration Church is. Right. And so then they end up leaving the church where I've been their pastor. I led them to the Lord in my living room. Yep. And they leave convinced that I'm a that I'm that I'm a false teacher. Right. How am I false? I led you to Jesus Christ and in my living room. Right. And I just I don't understand yeah, I just don't understand how that can be the uh, an option for people to where y- somehow it's a part of your faith to rip apart someone else who believes the same end result as you. Cuz that's uh, and I've had I've had those arguments with other Christians where I I've, I've had to just say, "Hey, let's just pause the conversation. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the savior of the world and the only way to heaven?" They say, "Yes, I do." I said, "All right, I'm going to have to stop us here and say we found our common ground and I will not talk to you about this anymore because I know like scripturally, like we're not supposed to go on and on about this stuff. And so I just had, I've had to say to people like, I'm not going to take this conversation any farther because man, we both agree on this last outcome. Let's pause it. And they've even tried, no, no, because if you don't believe this, it'll lead to this. And I'm, I, I'm not having this conversation with you anymore. And I'm not taking a teaching from you. Right. We agree on this thing. Let's pause and maintain. I want to be your friend. I don't want right. us to hate each other. And then we haven't talked since, but. <laughs> you, it, it's a posture of learning. Yeah. And then leaning in. So you lean in on where you agree. Yeah. And there's not, there, there are some people that we'll see in heaven, but we'll never work together on earth. That's not a bad thing. That's yeah. not a false thing. Like there are some churches that they might be in heaven because I don't decide that. God does. But here on earth, we just can't work together because we just really have a different testimony and a different really like a really they believe that Jesus is the only way to heaven but they're not doing anything about that like so their church services aren't about the gospel it's about a choir right or even if it's about a rock band like it's just not it's just not about Jesus it's yeah so but I'm not going to hate them or fight them or call them out there are times you call out false teachers yeah but that's pretty rare and that's not for the church attender. That's for the leader. Leadership right. calls out leadership. Um, and so the Bible study teacher who's telling people I led to the Lord, Restoration Church, they compromised, they whatever. Well, he shouldn't be telling a new convert that, even mm-hmm. a six-year-old convert that. That leader should be talking to me. Because what is that leader really trying to do? Build their own flock. Yeah. They're not trying to lead you to Jesus. They're trying to get you for themselves. Why did I let you go to that Bible study and I never talked about about that leader to you? Because it's about the kingdom. Right. Why did they try to separate you and isolate you right away? Because it's about their kingdom. Oh, so you joined a cult and that was how. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. I I think that's just, you know, and this is the one it's 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 funny because the I can get really I can get really angry about this. But then when you get towards the end of the scripture, um it's where I fall into the most. So 
I still want to see other Christians that have different approaches to things right. and love them. I sometimes have a hard time with that. I really do. I've talked to you privately about that of like, you know, and I said it, I said it on the sermon, like anyone else have like a harder time loving on Christians. Sometimes it's just harder for me. And I know that's a, that's a problem, right? I, I'm not saying that as like, you know, you know, us that get it right. Have a hard time. I, I know that's an issue, which is <clears throat> interesting. I can get so hot and bothered in one area and almost in the same vein in that scripture, like honest evaluation of myself and realizing that the body has many different functions. I just, I just always need to work through that. But, but the first part is like being, being better than who you are, but being thinking you're better than who you are. And then I just don't understand the public ripping apart of, of anyone. I just don't think that's going to, I don't think we're ever called to do that as Christians. No, yeah, whether it's a Facebook post or a YouTube post or um, an email thread. Um, it's not a good look, I don't think. And f- again, for the most part, it's not our place. Yeah. Um, it's... Unless you're a leader, like you were saying, right? Where you've got, and it should be leader to leader, right? It should be Matthew 18, and then public is last. But you end up with, and just even general statements like that I've heard over the years, like, um, I don't know. I don't even want to get into it. It Makes me too sad. (laughs) But ones that have been like that could almost like friends from college who say stuff. And I'm like, dude, you're talking about me. And then you're going to ask to come preach at my church in six months. I'm not going to let you come preach. You just bashed me and my leadership and my church. And Right. Yeah. I guess in my mind, I'm thinking of, I mean, there's a major pastor right now uh, that seemingly, I don't know, he, a lot of people follow this guy um, and like, will live off of almost every word he says. And, um, there have just been people kind of calling him out on his on on things like in his not his home life, but like, hey, you're raising your kid to be this way, or you're supporting your kid yeah. being being you know the way that he is, and he's not following God, and he's you know talking about all these different things um, that are not scriptural, that are not good, that are not saying that this kid know, knows how to be a Christian. It's saying like this kid has fallen away, and you're still supporting this guy and and his. Let's say it's a uh, specifically it's a uh, like a song he wrote or something like that, and and the and the dad is just like that's my boy. I'm so proud of you. Like even though the song that is- song is full of trash, I'm so proud of you, kind of thing. And it's like somebody, a, a leader or a pastor, calling that pastor out. I think is important for his flock, wouldn't you say? Or just even the people that that are possibly even following this person on social media and things like that. And it's just like, Hey, this isn't, this is not good. I don't know. Because I think the same, the same flashlight versus sun, sunlight analogy works. The way we live our life should be in such a way that when something like that happens, the people who attend our church go, ah, that's a little interesting, right? Because of the contrast, pastor Nate protects his staff really Mm -hmm. well. Then I hear stories of other church staff and I don't think I'm going to, I'm going to ream them out publicly or, oh, maybe that's how it's supposed to be. I literally think, what? 
That's kind of crazy. They talk, they, they treat you that way. No, Pastor Nate's never done that to me. Pastor Nate's never treated me that way. I love my job. And like, because of how well he treats me, I'm able to hear things that people accept in the ministry as normal for their lead pastor to treat them. And I'm like, oh, no way. That's crazy. And so I would never take that as an, a way to live my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like the, so as a lead pastor talking and, you know, and the church is listening, there are uh, preachers that you're listening to online that aren't Restoration Church, authors of books that you're reading that aren't Restoration Church, Bible mm-hmm. studies you're going to that aren't Restoration Church. And I don't agree with some of those people. Like yeah. there are people I'd prefer you not listen to. Yeah. And some of them are big names, but I'd prefer you not to listen to them, but I really don't tell you because I don't want to control you. Um, and because, but I think the challenge is that I end up getting burned because I should have said something like, I don't want you to, I don't think you should go to that Bible study. Well, then, then it's ammunition for the person speaking against me to say, see, they're controlling you. Well, no, I just know what the fruit of that guy's ministry is. Right. Whether it's a local guy or, um, you know, some of the national authors, like the fruit of list, reading the, all those, that national guy's books is you're going to think that you're superior than Restoration Church. Yeah. And so you're going to disconnect from your local church because you think that large church ministry is wrong and we're not even large church, but too large for that guy. And you get disconnected. It's just, it's a no win situation for me as a pastor. Private conversations. I like when people ask, um, and then I can give the nuance. So a lot of people have a problem with Joyce Meyer. Now they didn't 15 years ago, but when everybody's popular, then everybody's going to find out reasons to hate them. So her book, Battlefield of the Mind, I recommended last week. I think it's a great book. Are there things that she's taught over the last 30 years that aren't right? Certainly. Brian Houston, there's a lot of YouTube videos talking bad about him. Yeah. Well, he's in the, <laughs> excuse me, he was in the same denomination we are before they, um, before they just went independent. And, um, there's a lot of great things he teaches. Um, but then he has people come speak for him that are people I wouldn't have come speak here. <laughs> yeah, that's so I'm like, part. that's a little weird. Why is he letting that guy on his stage? Yeah. And, and vice versa. So we try to be, again, try to be more kingdom minded yeah. and more aware of false teaching. Um, and then not conceited. I've got the revelation. Yeah, I know the one truth. Any church that sings a hill song song is apostate. Yeah. Any church that has lights is watering down the message. And I could say that any church that's boring is dead, but that's not true. Yeah. 
It's true. Any church that doesn't have lights is irrelevant, and that's not true. So we can't make these disparaging comments. Right. Back and forth. It's, yeah. What was the third one? Are we out of time? Counterfeit. Uh, we have a little bit more time, but counterfeiting. The, the, the big thing, I feel like a lot of the points we hit for conceit really fall into this. Like we don't really get to love when we start, when we start viewing other people the way. Counterfeit to me, part of it is, um, it's talking about love, but it's talking about don't just pretend. Yeah. So don't, don't pretend. Um, and there's a scripture that I have to Google, but there's a, for, is it a form of godliness? See, you guys talk. <laughs> uh, the pressure, <laughs> dead air. Um, Having a form of godliness, but denying the power. Our Wi-Fi really came through that's on that. The, that's the counterfeiting. So you're acting like you have a power yeah. that you don't. You're acting like you have a relationship that mm. you don't. That's the couple who comes in to church smiling and dressed perfect yeah. and acting oh I have my bible study I listen to this and and they're and they're acting but then you know 3 6 months 6 years they're divorced well you guys acted like you were perfect or yeah. they then they're not following the law, or or the, the or the one who acted like they were so good they've had an affair or they've embezzled money and it's like no you were you were faking it. Yeah. You were faking something. Yeah, that's good. And that's kind of... I think that's definitely something that I've seen quite a few times where it, people don't realize that the church is meant to be people that are real around each other. Um, people think that when they come to church, they have to put on a smile. They have to be, they have to be fake yeah. in order to fit in. When in reality, <laughs> we need to be real to each other so we can all help each other along the way. Right. Um, and I think that a lot of people find themselves unknowingly counterfeiting or, or, or they're, they're, they're faking it just to fit in at church when, when they could just be being real with us, you know, and being real with, with their leaders, with the people around them, um, so that they can get help through it. Um, so, I mean, I, as an encouragement to whoever's listening, you know, don't feel like you need to be, fake around around your people we are your people we're your church right are there ways that we try and intentionally work through that so i feel like we're pretty authentic church again i was saved here so i don't have much other church culture besides us visiting other ag churches and all that but so ways uh, so a few things that we do one this podcast all right so we've yeah. been a little bit more open people have been able to hear some of my jokes that aren't filtered through the stage <laughs> microphone um we've talked about some real things here um, we've talked about our problems in those real real things so yeah. it's not just that the other thing is as a staff we live together. So I've been with staff, you know, in some bad moments of their life. Right. Uh, they've been with me in some of the bad moments of my life. Uh, we've been with each other at our kids' worst moments of their lives, um, just behavior wise. <laughs> and um, so that adds to it. 
we're not phony with each other. Yeah. Oh, Pastor Nate's here. Uh, act right. Uh, you know, and so I think that has a trickle down, hopefully. Right. And then we don't, don't pretend. Uh, and that drives people crazy. I don't pretend to be the superhero pastor. Right. Uh, so I walk on stage, I walk off the stage, I haven't changed my voice, my personality, my clothing. It's, I'm just, as who I am. Yeah. And. And we heard that even from like the comment, we had a comment about the podcast, right? Was that a comment about the podcast last week? Someone said like, oh, just listen to this episode. I think, you know, it's important we we remember it's a platform, not a pedestal. Forget, oh, forget what that was a comment. Yeah, who on, said that? Sorry for not giving you credit. We just can't remember the, <laughs> the post. But but still, like you can tell, it does run true because even people at our church bring up those things. So it's something that I think we find pretty important. But that's really good. Um, someone texted me last week. Uh, love what you guys have done with the podcast. I said, what have you liked the most? The transparency. You've always been great at that. And so that's, cool. that's uh, it's helpful, right? It's helpful to know like other people are are human. Oh, yeah. Amanda Knowles wrote that comment on We Are Restoration. Yes, yeah. So Amanda, I mean, her husband, we went to, um, you guys are looking at each other like I did something. Sorry. Never mind. It, 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 I was talking about having a soundboard earlier on, and it would have been the perfect time for that wah, 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 oh, noise when you said her name. name. It was like, uh, got it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> By the way, for those of you not in the room, he's had to swipe that per- person's birthday off of his calendar like five times. This, this not call. a man of knows. Oh, there it goes again. It's right there again. <laughs> it won't go away. You just wish them a happy birthday. I have to. He has to keep, It says buy them a gift, which is, I don't think it says that for hundreds of people. Um, the, I'm going down too many jokes. I want to get myself in trouble. I don't even know what I was talking about. We were talking about the, just that comment too, that, that a man. Oh yeah. Said, yeah. So, I mean, how can I pretend like she's married to my, one of my good, my, one of my best friends from middle school and high school. So yeah, he knows who I was in school, you know, and the way I had, he, anyway, he knows those stories. Um, and then I've got, I, I used to have a lot of family members who came here, uh, my side of the family, they've all moved away, but how am I going to lie about what I was like as a teenager and a young adult yeah. when, or even that week when they've, they're in my life. And then I've got in-laws and now that still haven't moved away. And um, and so they know me. They've seen me. So it's hard to try to pretend. Yeah. So it's almost like, which is very true. Like the best way to stay out of being counterfeit is to have roots in a church. Like, right. Don't leave a church because you sinned so much when you were younger, and now it's embarrassing. Right. You know what I mean? Like which we which you see, like all of a sudden now when accountability can come into place, it's uh. It's, it's, it's like people want to leave so they can start fresh, you know, like, and that is what's going to lead to you living a counterfeit life. Right. Because, Every time people know my crap, I leave. <laughs> I right. want to go where people don't know who I am. 
So I can pretend that I am who I am not. Yeah. And that's just somebody with no roots. They won't allow the roots to grow. And yeah. your roots will only, they'll get deeper once you get through those times. So once, when you're embarrassed, you need to push through that, you know, and yeah. just be like. Which I guess leads to the last pitfall, conceding, yeah. giving up. Yeah. Oh, I've been discovered. Oh, it's too hard. Oh, it's, I'm just going to give up. I'm not even going to try. And uh, giving up is a pitfall. I feel like we've talked about that in other things, but let's give up this podcast. I mean, at least this episode, because we're out of time, right? Is that a good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's true. But um, I mean, this is, it's been a, it's been an awesome series. Obviously we've extended it. We never have enough time in the podcast to talk through all the aspects of it. But um, who'd have thought like, this just is another one of those, like you had an idea that I didn't fully get at first and thought like, Oh yeah, whatever. We'll, we'll get through it. It'll be fine, which is always stupid. I should always know it's going to be a great idea, but, um, I've really loved this series, really loved it. And I think other people have as well. I've really enjoyed it as well. And I think that, um, it's not something that's going to be a fad in a way because it's not something new. <laughs> like the game pitfalls, like the idea of it. It's like it's only getting more relevant. Right? Like <laughs> I true. didn't know what it was before this. So I mean, it's true. Um, so it's not like it's going to go out of style. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We have one more week of this series. Yep. Pitfalls in finances, and so we got that this week, and we all make those mistakes. Yeah, for sure. And then, um, then we get that podcast, and then we'll the next series after that, leading into Easter. Awesome, sweet. Thanks for listening, guys. 